Chagos style. Baruch Atah Dinoy Leinam Lechaylam Boirei Priya Gofen. Lechaim, Lechaim. Okay. Can't see what? Good morning, Raboisai. We are after 11:15 uh, here in Chicago. It's late at night. This is the island that came out to learn Torah, even though it's tomorrow's daf. Um, that needs to be muted over there, y'all. We got y'all running the show over here. He's instead of Gary. So we have Gary usually. Gary once in a while pipe in. Now we have y'all. Shkoyach. Today's shir is being sponsored. Lili Nishmas Imi Ruspas Mordechai. We have two sponsors here. Sponsored by Yuval Kavosh in memory of Firdas Chayo Bat Esther Vichiskio. Very Svartish thing. Here, Yoel, you can take this or you can hold it up. Sponsored next year in honor of three special bobbies who, with their husbands, the Chronicle of Rock, contributed so much to Yiddish guide of Pittsburgh, Wilkes Bar, and Detroit. I don't know. It's, reading is not my strong thing. Miss Beverly Gross, Miss Rena Schoenfeld, Miss Razel Snow, on the birth of the great grandson born to Boruch Leib and Nechama Gross. Ah, so Rafishal gets a Mazel Tov, in other words. And I saw something about, there's a, Dailam's invited to a Shalom Zacher. At the MDY Seum headquarter, it's a walk through Shalom Zacher in Baltimore. Dailam's invited. A little brother to Chayabasi and Esther, another golden dove. Oh, yeah, this must be from Fischl. For Yaakov and Jody Herber, Fischl and Sarah Lee Gross. All right, you ready? Here. It's a lot. I don't know if you're going to be able to read this all. It's one of those things. Okay. Here, you got this. Rabbi Isai, we have an amazing daf today. Today's daf Memzain. We are joined by Andrew Glatz. Oh, where's Jay Freeman? They forgot to tell Jay Freeman where it is again? Or oh, it's too late for him? Ramosh Tzvi Dauber, where is he? Oh, he yeah, it's too late for him. Okay. I got to tell you like this, um, just real quickly. We were very excited to get away from Eretz Yisrael, just for one reason. I mean, Eretz Yisrael is Eretz Yisrael. But you all know that we have a dog. Uh, for therapeutic reasons for my son, and it became like a little bit of a nuisance. It's my son's dog, but it turned into ours because he went to yeshiva. And now it's by Doron Kornbluth. I see, here I do, Doron Yishkoyach. So we're, we're excited to get away from him, not from Eretz Yisrael. So we, we get to Eretz Yisrael, we get to America, we get to Chicago, we open up the door, and a tiny leopard meets us at the door, immediately jumps on me, rips my shirt, scratches me, bites my thing. Now, this thing is the size of a cat now. It's a baby, it's the size of a cat. It's called a savanna. You can look it up. It's a descendant of a serval, it's a F6. It's not too big, but it's vicious. It actually chased my son-in-law, who's here tonight. It's a wild animal. It's a wild animal. It's a It wants to play. It wants to have fun. But it doesn't know how to do it without destroying your skin. So my two sons were very excited to meet it. They played with him within two, three minutes. They were both crying. I'm not exaggerating. Cuts, bruises, it's, 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 it's insane. So, I come home last night from the shir at uh, close to 1 o'clock in the morning, and I see my 14-year-old son shaking, literally shaking. He's upset. 
I said, what happened? He says, he walked out, the thing attacked him again, scratched him up again. And you talk to my older son, he's 25, he's the owner of this cat. He, brought, he bought it, he was born in, in Florida. He bought it and he brought it here without, you know, we didn't hop exactly the matzav. So I calmed him down, I said, just, just go to your room, you can't wake up the whole place. And he's like, no, it's terrible. And he goes into his room and he slams the door shut. 20 seconds later, he comes flying out of the room. He didn't realize that the cat snuck into his bed. So he went into his bed. <laughs> I can't make this thing up. It's like this mini leopard is living in our house, so we're about to leave, but he promises by tomorrow everything's going to be taken care of somehow. I don't know, he's going to cut his uh, things, whatever. Okay, anyway, so that's the mice I have to tell you about Chicago. They're very welcoming with the wine, with the leopards, with all the different... Uh, bring it back to the safari. All right, Zagdei So we're in the middle of this uh, sugya discussing... When you have machloikis in between different tanoim, who do you pass like? So yesterday we had this, if you remember. Rabbi Yossi is on top. Rabbi Yossi, if he argues with Rabbi Yudah, he wins, green. If Rabbi Yudah argues with Rameir, Rabbi Yudah wins. And if Rabbi Yudah argues with Shimon, Rabbi Yudah wins. In other words, Rabbi Yossi, for sure, if he argues with Rameir, he wins. Because he beats Rabbi Yudah, so certainly he beats Rameir and Rabbi Shimon. Comes to Rabbi Sharish, he says, not so. It's not, it's not a fact. Brings a raya, we were doich the right. So now we're holding. What? Where did Rabbi Akiva fit? Oh, we had the Rabbi Akiva is uh, yesterday. We had Rabbi Akiva. We passing the Rabbi Akiva when it's against his friends. Rabbi Akiva Mechaveiro doesn't fit into this chart so much, but it fits into the general thing. We're going to see soon. We know the famous Rabbi Yochanan, the who's the Goladar from Eretz Yisrael, and the famous Rav Goladar in Bava. When they argue, who beats who? Anybody know? What do you guys say? All right. What? No. You think Bavel and it's Eretz Yisrael? Rabbi Yochanan beats Bavel. By the way, I have to mention this. It's very, very important. The uh, Leon Welcher from South Africa is a, he's a great friend of the Shir. And he developed, he met me in South Africa, talking about safari. He met me in South Africa, he was on a safari. He met me in a restaurant there. He walked over to me out of the blue. He says, I hear you have a Shir. I want to develop the app for you. He developed the app and he became a big fan of the Shear, you know, and people that work for him, etc. The second version of the app just came out this week. There's thousands of people on the app, but only a couple hundred upgraded. So Rabbi said, upgrade your app. There's a lot of new features, a lot of great stuff, and we have a tremendous Akhar Satayv to Leon for that. I also want to say real quickly, in the base if you look, uh, it's, there's the MDY picture right there of the base measures. You can see there's a brand new, full Shanstein. It's called Shanstein Eretz Yisrael. It's the art scroll, is uh, Hebrew Shas, donated by Israel Davis. So tremendous Yishkech Israel Davis. Still sponsorships available for the English Shas, for the Masifta, etc. But now we're starting to fill up with Tzfarim Barcham. So thank you very much, Israel. If you look on your screens, you'll see, oh, boys, you got to be Shalom Aleichem or Glock. The, there's more people in the base measures. No, it's not bad. There's a little, a little bit more than a million here. Great. Okay. We like it like that. COVID, we like to. Shalom Aleichem, Yeshua, how you doing? Live from Bet Shemesh. All right, let's get to the learning here. El Four lines from the top of Mem Zayin Easy stuff today. So, Reb Mishayrish proves his idea that we don't have a real rule when it comes to who do we pass in like the Snan. It says in the Mishnah. If somebody leaves his house, 
and he leaves his chatzar to his buddy. So again, we're just going to try to recycle as many of these charges as we can because, you know, I don't, my printer's not up and running. Gary's in our control. Now it is actually, but I don't know how to use my, uh, my printer to print small pages. You know, from the other generation. Fine. Here's the chatzar. Ignore these. You have two houses per chatzar. Here's the grass, the green grass, and two houses. One of these guys disappears. Now, if he's there for Shabbos, you have to make a Ruvah Chatzeris, because each guy prevents the other guy from carrying. But if he goes away on vacation, goes away on vacation, you can use the Chatzer, because he's not there. There's nobody there to prevent you. He left, he went. Whether it's a guy or a Jew, Oyser, it's no good. Divrei Rebbe Meir. So we have a plague Rebbe Meir. Rebbe Hudoimer. So right now, as we speak, we have Rameir says, you can't carry there. We have Rebbe that says you could carry. Who do you pass like? Rebbe Yehuda, Rebbe is on top. Rebbe Yaisi, Oimer, Nachri Yaisi, Yisrael. Now we have Rebbe Yaisi. Interesting. We have all three of them in this one case. Because Rebbe Yaisi says, well, it depends. We'll make a, a compromise here. Nachri Yaisi, Yisrael, Yisrael. A guy makes it... It's not good if he goes on a vacation. Why? Because a guy could travel on Shabbos, so even if he's on vacation, he could suddenly show up on Shabbos. He'll ruin it for you. Yisrael in Yisrael, Nechein Derech Yisrael, love it Shabbos. A Jew doesn't travel on Shabbos. Reb Shimon Oimer, now Reb Shimon's all the way in the bottom over here, together with the Rameir, comes Reb Shimon, and he says, now, if we pass in now, without looking inside, if we pass in like Reb Shimon, do we have a problem? A very big problem, because Reb Shimon's on the bottom, First of all, Rabbi Yehuda beats Rabbi Shimon, and second of all, Rabbi Yossi beats them all. So what does it say here? Rabbi Shimon, if he goes to his own daughter, in the same city. We're talking about a guy that leaves city. He leaves town. He says, even within the same city, he's in West Rogers Park. We're talking, we have to talk now Chicago language. The, he, he puts the... He leaves his chatzar in West Rogers Park, goes down a few blocks to another, to another, uh, to another block where his daughter lives. So, it's a tremendous chiddush. Shom Aleichem David Dimbert from Highland Park. Says the Gemara. So it's a big problem. Because now we're, Reb Shimon argues on everybody and he says you don't have to go to another city. Says Rav. Halachik Reb Shimon. The Allah is like Rib Shimon on the bottom over here. Rib Shimon is always supposed to be the last one in line. You go like Rebuda, and over here we have Rebuda and Rebuda, and we don't listen to Rebuda and Rebuda. You go like Rib Shimon. Problem. Uman Palagalei, Rebbe Yehuda. Rashi points out it's also Rebbe Yaisi. Vamis Rebbe Yehuda, Rib Shimon, Allah, Rebbe Yehuda. You don't even have to go to Rebbe Yaisi. Even one step below Rebbe Yaisi, Rebbe Yehuda argues with Rib Shimon. Allah should be like Rebbe Yehuda in another city. So, says Rabbi Misharsha, from here you see that these rules aren't exact. Sometimes we go by them, sometimes we don't, so you can't make a general rule. So we're going to say the same answer we said yesterday. If we say specifically the halacha is like Rabbi Shimon, great, then the halacha is like Rabbi Shimon. But when we don't know who the halach is like, then we have to take out this chart and see who's on top. If it wouldn't say that the halach is like Rib Shimon, then we would say the halach is like Rib Yudah, or like Rib Yaisi, not like Rib Shimon. 
That's the answer we had yesterday. So, as I mentioned yesterday, because we're trying to prove, for those who just showed up, we had general rules. How do we paskin in an entire shas? You should remember, Erev and Daf Vav tells us, if you have a machloikis, Rabbi Yossi beats out Rabbi Yudah, Rabbi Yudah beats out Rabbi Shimon, therefore Rabbi Yossi beats out Rabbi Shimon as well. Who beats who, Rabbi or Rabbi Shimon, if they argue them the same plane over here, take it, we don't know. Rabbi Kiva beats his friends, etc. We're trying to prove that maybe this idea is not 100% accurate, and therefore it's going to take us on a ride through Shas, through different, many, many different sugyas. So to understand the sugya deep is not as important as just to see the, the actual idea that you see that sometimes you pass in like the underdog. Ani is a poor person. Now, poor person in Shas doesn't mean literally you're going to his bank account and see how much he has. But on the spot, when a guy's traveling, he's a poor person because he doesn't have anything with him. What good is it if he has a, a credit card, he's in the middle of the de- desert, and he doesn't have food? So a person who doesn't have food to make an Eruv, Ma'ariv Biraglov. So this we had the idea that a person makes an Eruv with his feet, meaning with his own body. He, what better way to decide that a certain place is his residence than by being there? It's a lot better than having Shalant over there or, or, or a Chala. So, huh? A tent. I never. No. That's your, okay. It's a tent is a house then. If you have a house, you have a house. No. Only a person who doesn't have bread. Even a person who has bread with him could make an Erev without bread. Just saying, hey, I am here. This is my residence. And therefore, what is he doing? He's shifting over his Tchum to the new place. He lives over here, now he moves away to another place. He, this is, he takes up new residence, 2,000 amas away from his place, and now he has another extended 2,000 amas from there. Uh, no, not the same idea. That's an idea that a person could become poor at any given time. That's not what we're saying here. What we're saying is that to make an Erev with your body is just as good as making an Erev with bread. Not that you are poor. You don't need to be poor is what we're saying. Here's the line. The reason why they say you could use bread is to tell you that you don't need to go out there. If you're a wealthy guy, you could send your shaliach. Oh, I mentioned last night, or when was it? Noam Fix, who helps us tremendously in Ramad B'Chemish with the shir. He's a big shir guy. And once a year he goes to America to make a little parnasa. We have Simcha Sassman who goes, he's a beautiful voice from Shalshalas. He goes and he, uh, he's a chazan during Yom Nuraim. And he goes and he sells a shreigim. I said, no, maybe, maybe the other one will support him. So a guy shows up today, sends a shliach, a chauffeur. And he bought three a shreigim for $1,000 from him. It's unbelievable. Ken Yirbu. He's in Queens somewhere. I don't know the address, but hey. I'm, <laughs> what is it? 61 dash, what? Again? 71, 71 dash 36 Main Street. He's on, he's on. I can't believe you're on. 71 dash 36 Main Street. I, I, I seriously didn't know you were on. 
because I know you work so hard and it's very difficult for you to grab a Gemara, but I'm very happy that you're on. Wow. Okay, if I knew you were on, I probably wouldn't have said over the story. And I wouldn't have said the amount either. His Israelim are not expensive. The guy just said, here, give me, give me three Israelim for $1,000. Anyways, fine. I also bought one from him. I hope it's not the, the same price. No, I'm <coughs> hook up a brother. Anyways, fine. Uh, so yeah, so you could send the shliach. This guy sent the shliach to buy a story game. You could send your shliach and say, put down a, a challah roll. Why should the wealthy guy that could afford a chauffeur go all the way out into the desert and say, hey, this is my residence, and then walk back home in the 120 degree heat? You could send somebody out. So it's a cooler. But obviously, if you want to put your feet there, of course it's going to work, says the Gemara. So you don't have to be poor. Even a wealthy person could use himself or a challah, says, says Rabbi Huda. Now, when review the argues with the mayor, the halacha is like, here we go, chart. Review on top, beats Reb Meir, beats Reb Shimon. Umasni le Reb Chia Barashi Luchia Barav Kamedarav. Rav Chia, the son of Ashi, Rav Ashi, taught Chia, the son of Rav, Kamedarav. Remember, we had Rav Chia, the son of Rav, a number of times, where Rav Yehuda was teaching Chia, the son of Rav, and Rav was passing by. We had it even in the Smesachta a couple of times. He passed by and said, uh, that's not the way to teach him. I, I hold differently. You have to read the mission differently. Anyway, so this Chiyabar Rav, they were talking in front of Rav. You could be wealthy and you could make an Erev with your feet. I want you to finish it off, top it off, by quoting this quote, Halacha like Rabbi Yehuda. So the question is asked, if we have this sheet in front of us, that the halach is always like Rabbi Huda, when he argues with the Rameyer, then why does Rav have to finish it off like that? It's obvious. We have a, a famous rule in the Gemara, the halach is always like Rabbi Huda. Why does he have to say, the halach, this tells me something. This tells me that typically, the halach is not like Rabbi Huda. That's why he has to finish it off like that. You told me there's a rule. Anytime there's an argument between the Rameir and Rehuda, the famous uh, duo, Rameir and Rehuda, No. Rav doesn't hold of this. Who does hold of it? Rabbi Yochanan. Says Rashi, if you look at Rashi, Rashi says that when we have an argument between the famous Rabbi Yochanan, the God Adar and Yisrael, and the God Allah Darin Rav in, in Bavel, who lived in the same exact generation, the Allah is like Rabbi Yechanan. It's unbelievable. Right? Who's Rav? Rav Tanu Upalig. He's the, the last, he's the first Amoira, but he's considered like a Tana. He could argue with Tanoim because he, he lived a little bit in that generation. But the Allah is like Rabbi Yechanan. Elamaha, another Sugya. So this is taking us, I'm telling you, like we're going from here to there, you, you come to one daf, you can learn many, many different concepts in Shas. This is the idea of a, if a person, Rahman al-Slan, dies without children. One, I, I think I mentioned this, you know him. Uh, Miriam Pearl's husband. So we have a cousin who married somebody who did Yibum. His younger, his younger brother, was Nifter like a year after the wedding? So the, he didn't do Yibam, he did Chalitza. Sorry, there's no Yibam today. It, it applies today as well. You have to do Chalitza at least. So if a person, a, a man dies without children, the brother has to marry that woman. 
So that to have to have lachim shem lachiv should be a continuation for the brother. Now it says the halacha is she cannot marry or do chalitza at shiulah You have to wait three months because maybe perhaps she's pregnant from her husband that died, and and if she's in fact pregnant, then it's usher for her to marry her brother-in-law. A brother-in-law is usher. It's only a one-time concept of when there's no children. Oh, so chalitza is also a problem. Yosef is asking, why is it a problem? So, so Rashi explains the problem, and we don't want to confuse it, and people, the, the issue is, it definitely doesn't work if she has a child, but if she doesn't have a child, you have to do it again. The kids are, it's, it's one of these xeris. It's going to create issues. All right, so, again, we're not going deep into the sugyo. We have to see the sugyo from the top, We'll fly through it, and that the, 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 again, the kasha is, how do we paskin like the, the one that we think we shouldn't be paskin like? The one on the bottom. Yeah. Can I call him Jerry? No. Chalitza is like a get. Oh, sorry. V'chol sh'ar noshim. V'chein sh'ar kol noshim. And every other woman in the world. They can't get married. They can't get engaged. Engaged, the Gemara type of engagement, not, not like what we have today. It's a serious uh, commitment. It's, it's Arison, it's, it's, she's considered a Shish. So it doesn't matter if you are coming off a divorce or lost your husband. Whether you're a virgin or not, whether you were engaged, not engaged, married, not, you have to wait. You could get engaged if you were married, and if you were engaged, you could get married. Because we're not concerned, what's the idea? We're not concerned that somebody that's engaged is pregnant. I don't want to say anything about how we do things today, but in Yehuda, where they allowed the chassan and kala to be together in yichud, that's a problem. We have to be choshed, perhaps she's pregnant, and therefore she can't get married right away, she has to wait three months. Only an almana has to wait the three months for she has to mourn her loss, she can't get married. Rabbi Lazar didn't go to the base of Medrash, Ashkin Chayla, Rabbi Asi, He So he bumped into Rabbi Asi. Omalei, my own Rabbi Asi. What did I miss out today? Omalei, Acham Rabbi Yachanan. This is what Rabbi Yachanan said. Halacha ki Rabbi Yaisi. The halacha is like Rabbi Yaisi. What does that mean? Mechlal, the Yichidah, Pahalo, Galei. If the halacha is like Rabbi Yaisi, that means that he was only arguing, Rabbi Yaisi says, anybody could get married. You have to wait the three months. That means that he's arguing on an individual. Because Rabbi Yochanan wouldn't paskin like an individual against the rabbin. So he's arguing it was a one on one, and Rabbi Yochanan won. Uh, Rabbi Yochanan says that Rabbi Yaisi won. Now, in, yes. Watanya says, Rabbi Yochanan says, Rabbi Yochanan says, Rabbi 
The reason why I'm in Chicago is because of this one line here. If a woman was chased to go to her parents' house, it means in her mind. Somebody wants to like, dying to go to her parents, she's constantly at her parents' house. Ay, 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 ay. I'm a, uh, what? what? Yeah, she's always there. In other words, she's there for extended time. And that's also one of the reasons why I'm in Israel. <coughs> I hope my shor is not watching. <laughs> you know, constantly there. Yom of in the house. A great place to be. She had a little bit of a fight with her husband. Basically, they separated. In other words, we're going through a list of women that's impossible that they, were, they got pregnant in the last three months. Or she was her husband was old, sick. Or maybe she was sick. She cannot have children. She can't conceive. How do we know? Because she was married three times to three different men. She never conceived. Or she's an older woman, too young, violinist. Or naturally, she can't have children. She has the simonim of an islandist. Then she can't, she can't have children. It's a little different. She took some sort of medicine that she can't have children. Or physically, she, her husband is locked away. Her husband died, and then she has a miscarriage. It's impossible that she is pregnant. She must wait three months, even though we know for a fact she's not pregnant. I thought about that also. Okay, so today you have an ultrasound. So anyway... Remeyer says, no matter what, you have to wait. Now, in other words, Remeyer is the one that argues on Rabbi Yaisi. Rabbi Yaisi says, no one has to wait. And Remeyer says, everybody has to wait. Even people that we know for a fact are not pregnant. And he's an individual. Rabbi Yaisi, Mater, Lioris, Now we have a little bit of a problem, okay? Because now we know it's Remeyer that argues over here. And Rabbi Yaisi, Paskin like Rabbi Yaisi. And guess what? They're both on this list. Rabbi Yossi is on the top. Rabbi Yossi is on the bottom. Rabbi Yossi argues with Rabbi Yossi. Comes Rabbi Yossi and says, oh, halacha is like Rabbi Yossi. Rabbi Yossi, matir le'oris no'asim yad. Lomali. Why do I need to say this? Vahamir says, Rabbi Yossi, Rabbi Yossi, anytime there's an argument. Rabbi Yossi, Rabbi Yossi, halacha Rabbi Yossi. Oh, my gosh, you. I have another reason that Rabbi shouldn't prove from here that this list is no good. Dumalah, pukim the Rabbi Nachman, Rabbi Shmuel. Perhaps it's to, to be mighty that we shouldn't think the, the halacha, like what Rabbi Nachman or Mishmuel says, when is a like in our case, we have to be geyser. Everybody knows she's not pregnant, but nevertheless we have to make a So therefore, the halacha is like, not like Rabbi Meir, he's saying, Rabbi Echen comes along and says, no, even in this case, the halacha is like Rabbi not like Rabbi Meir. I would think that Allah is like Rabbi because we have a rule, another rule, not by Rabbi Yochanan, a rule by Rav Nachman or Mashmul, Shmuel's rule. Doesn't go by that rule. Elamah. Okay, another Allah. The Sanya Holchimli Ritual Nachim. You're allowed to purchase things from Goyim. There's a whole, the Mesechtes of Adizar talks about purchasing from a guy before his Yantif, not before his Yantif. He's going to thank his gods or whatever. You're allowed to purchase from a guy. You're allowed to purchase slaves, houses, fields. And there's Israel, of course, because you want to... There's a whole organization, right, that goes around buying houses from, from, from the guy. But even in, in Chutz Laaretz, 
to lessen their, their hold and their influence. Now this is a Chiddush, that I could go to their courts, even though by going to their courts, I am giving them a lot of honor, and I'm telling them, hey, I believe in you guys, and I might go after their ways or whatever. I'm allowed to go to their courts. We're not talking about like an American, uh, the American system, or we're talking about a real pagan, like a, like Avadizara in the courts. It's a, it's a serious, nevertheless, you can go into these places. Because you're saving your property. The only way to, to make it official is by going into the court and to, to document it. So you're saving your property. So therefore you're allowed to go in there. Where does it mention anywhere in Shas the eight minute daf? Nowhere. Okay, I just wanted you to. And the same way. Oh, sorry. Chutzlaritz has a certain tumma to it. We, 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 we consider Chutzlaritz tame. You don't know where the, any, anybody's buried over there. So a coin could walk into Chutzlaritz. Laden Ulari Moim, if he has a court case, he could go again to retrieve his property. Just like we allow coin to go into America, Chutzlaritz, Kachmetam, basic virus. So he could also go into a cemetery. A coin could go into a cemetery. A cemetery is 100% tumma. Tumma If you remember, this is the, um, the field that was plowed over. So there might be fragments of bone. We're not sure. It's one of these sveikas. And here's the hole. You have 100 am in each direction. So it's only the rabbana. Beisapras, the rabbana. Different base of price. This is the base of price. The rabbanon umetama lisa isha. Now, kain could also go into chutzlaretz to marry a woman. This is a great shidduch. You go to, to America for a shidduch v'lumay Torah and to study Torah. Or Rabbi Yehuda imosai b'zmanche moitz alumay. So here we have machlekes. Rabbi Yehuda on the one hand says, when are you allowed to go to chutzlaretz to learn? Shein moitz alumay. You don't have anybody to learn from. You're not comfortable in any of these shivas in Israel. Aval moitz alumay lo yitama. If he has a good yeshiva in Eretz Yisrael, you don't go to America. Comes Rabbi Yossi, and again, once again, when we have an argument between Rabbi Yossi and Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yossi beats him out. Even when he has a great yeshiva, he could go learn Torah. Why? Lefi. She'ein minakol zoicha adam lilmoid. Not everybody's the same, not every yeshiva is the same, not every place is the same, not every rebbe is the same. Now Rashi says over here, Taf Rashi, There's a rebbe that teaches you very concise, There are a bottom that teach you in eight minutes, the entire daf. If you could teach somebody in a very concise that's great. So you got to go all the way to wherever that Rebbe is. Today it's, it's, uh, it's, it's online. If you go over there. So we just turned to that Memzayin base sponsored by Mark Steinberg. 
Shiloh Versan, today in the morning I was woken up by a phone call and this guy's sending me resumes and he needs to talk about this Bacher. So Be'ezer Hashem, we're going to get something going here. Shiloh Versan, Yitzchok Pesach Yehuda ben Meir Yosef. And by anonymous, Hatzlacha in Yiddishkeit and Eschus for his family to be Torah Jews. There was a story with Yosef who was a Kayan, and he went all the way to Chutzlars to decide him to learn Torah. Comes Rabbi Yochanan and says, You should know that Allah is like Rabbi Yosef, that you're allowed to go learn Torah in Chutzlars no matter what. Even if you have a good yeshiva in Israel, there might be something even better in Chutzlars. So, what's the question? Lamali, why does he have to say so? We know, everybody knows the rules. Here are the rules. The rules are, Rabbi Yaisi always beats Rabbi Yehuda, and he's arguing with Rabbi Yehuda. I would think this idea and the rules only apply to Mishnah. These rules apply in a Brisa and a Mishnah according to Rabbi Yehuda. So why is Rabbi Misharishi arguing on this whole thing? Not everybody agrees to that. We already established a few minutes ago when we mentioned when we have Rav and Rabbi Yochanan, who's the Allah like? Like Rabbi Yochanan. Because Rav doesn't hold of these rules. That's what Rabbi Misharishi was trying to tell us. These rules are are not according to every single person. We have Rav, who's very chashev. Yes, we pass like Rabbi Yechanan, so these rules do apply to Shas. And when we say it applies to Shas, we had three, we had a three machlekes, what that means. Either we pass in public like this, if we don't know, or we pass into an individual, or if an individual does it, then we don't tell him to take it back. But we certainly don't tell an individual, according to that shita, to pass like this. We don't pass based on this list. But it's good information to know. So now anytime we see Rabbi Yossi, Rabbi Huda, Rabbi Meir, we have a better idea of what's going on. Who has more of power? Now we understand where the Shulchan Aruch comes from. When the Shulchan Aruch paskins, see in Gemara, you have a Machalik, Rabbi Yochan and Rav, we know why the Shulchan Aruch says like this. Now we know why the Shulchan Aruch paskins like Rabbi Huda or paskins like Rabbi Yossi, because of this daf right here in Erevin. A little thirsty. No, I'm fixed. There's only one here that knows why I drank a lot before I came to Shir. Let's just continue. Zakti Gemara. Omer Rabbi Yudah Amar Shmuel. Chetzei Nachri Ein Koinim Shviso. So this is very interesting. We spoke about a computer, an apple, a, a watermelon. Do they have a tchum? Do they have shviso? In other words, do we look at this object and say this object only could go 2,000 amas in each, in each direction? Or do we look at the individual that's carrying the object or owns the object? And we say that that individual, he, ha- he could go more than 2,000 amas because he made his Erev, he established his residence 2,000 amas away from the object. So this object could go to 2,000 amas to the residence and from the residence take another 2,000 amas to the other direction. Sorry, I was out of focus, out of screen. Okay. Anyways, here's the object, and here's the residence. So this object can go to the residence and continue on 2,000 hours from there. Or no, the object is its own, like an individual that takes up residence. So now it's only 2,000 hours in each direction. 
Now it goes by the owner. We need to understand it always goes by the person that owns it. But what about if a guy owns it? We discussed yesterday, Hefker, there, there is no owner. It's, there's no owner. So who, where do we establish the tchum by, by, a, by, a, by, a, by an object that's not owned by anybody? What about an object that's owned by a guy? So this is Shmuel. Rav's contemporary, sort of. That's another thing that we saw, that Shmuel wasn't really maybe at the same level as Rav, but Rav killed his uh, daughter, who was it? And then he, he had harata, so he was mechabedim. What was it? Anyway. They don't have, they're not koin In other words, they don't have 2,000 hours from where they are. You just take up, whoever picks it up takes, takes, takes over. Leman, according to who is this halacha going according to? Rabbanon. So remember we had a whole argument between Rabbi Yechim Benuri and Rabbanon. About a sleeping individual. Guy that's sleeping, does he take up residence where he's at? He had no intent to do so. And then we say, well, the same halacha applies to, to an object. So Rabbi Yechim Benuri says that it takes a, a sleeping person has 2,000 amas in each direction. He's not limited to his four amas. And so to an object. Now who does it go according to? say no, an object only has four amas. If the object is complete hefker, doesn't have an owner at all, it doesn't have a tchum, doesn't have, didn't take up any residence. So if a guy owns it, it should be even worse. So obviously this is going according to Rabbi Yechim Benuri that an object does have 2,000 amas. When does Rabbi Yechim say this idea that an object has 2,000 amas? When there's no owner at all. The guy himself doesn't have tchum. So how would his object have a tchum? He's the owner of the object and he himself doesn't have tchum. So therefore his object doesn't have tchum. So if I go and I take something from a guy, then the object, he lends me something. I go to his house, I say, could you, could you lend me uh, a bottle of water? So now the bottle of water goes to where I go. If I have 4,000 amas from that point, because I made an area of 2,000 away, 2,000 amas away from the, from the guy's house, so now the bottle goes with me. It's not limited to the guy's property. But if the guy has a tchum, the guy doesn't have a tchum, but if his objects have a tchum, so then the, this bottle of water is limited to 2,000 amas from the guy's house. So, that's why Shmuel says that an uh, object of a guy does not have Shvisa, and therefore it goes wherever the Jew takes it. If you borrow any kind of vessel from a guy, and the guy gave it back to, back to him, and if you have any kind of Kli or storage, that was within the Tchum. Oh, it says over here that it does have 2,000 Amas to each direction. In other words, it has its own Shvisa. The Kli does have a Shvisa. You, you tell me that a, a Kli of a guy doesn't have 2,000 Amas. It's wherever the guy, whoever takes it. But over here it says it has Al Paim Amal You treat it as if it's 
a human being, and it has 2,000 amas to each direction. And if a guy brings something from outside of the chum, it's already, it busted its chum. If you tell me, he goes, that Rabbi Yechman holds that a guy, his objects do have a tchum, they, they, they're kind of their place, they have a residence, so to speak, then it fits in great. But if he holds that he does not, that the, the objects don't have a place, then it, we don't have any shita. Who does it go according to? You're right. Therefore, we must retract. Let's take this back. Benuri holds that a Goyisha object does have 2,000 amas. Ushmuel, the Omar Bonon. However, Shmuel, who says a Goyisha object doesn't, it has to say that it goes with the Rabbanon that argue. But you asked me a question, you said that can't be. You said a whole Kavachimer. If Hefker doesn't, so certainly a guy. No, Mao, the same I do have to tell you this, this idea because it's not so posh. Why? Because somebody should check the Zoom. Gary, check Zoom if we are limited to 100 people. For whatever reason, we're at 100. What kind of business is this? I thought we were limited at 500. Anyway, no, I'm just I'm missing those days that we had 150, 200 people, whatever. It's getting a little schwach. Fine, more people on Torah anytime, I guess. So, on the new app, don't forget the new app. The new app, Rabbi site. Change, upgrade your app. Says the Gemara, yeah, it's going to send you a message. You have to put in a code. It works. I'm telling you, the first time I thought it doesn't, but you just you do it, it'll, it'll work. Mal the same So you have to be concerned there. You have to make xero. Why? I would think you have to make xero because people are going to confuse the object. They say, look, that object doesn't have a tchum, and now, so th- then the object by the Jew also shouldn't have a tchum. So in other words, everybody holds that. Something owned by a non-Jew has a place. You can go 2,000 amas in each direction. This, you can take the, the, the object 2,000 in each direction. It doesn't go by whoever picks up the object and takes it. Yes. You have to be concerned that people will confuse this with a Jewish object. You have to say, hey, all objects are the same. So where's the machlegs between Rebbech Menuri and Chachamim? The machlagis will be in an in a, in a object that doesn't have any ownership at all. Where Rabbi Yechmanuri says, it's kind of shvisa, and Chacham say, no, you only have two, four amas. Says the Gemara story, and with this we're going to finish. There's a place called Mavrachta, and a bunch of rams, small animals, came there. Now, they came from out of the Tchum. They came over 2,000 amas. Now, there was an Eruv between Mechayza and Mavrachta because it wasn't more than 4,000 amas. They put an Eruv Tchum in the middle and you're allowed to go from one city to the other. So he said, this is on Yantif. Listen to this. We had this already. It's a, it's a pretty nice Chiddush. We, we probably would be more Machmer than this. But you could buy these animals on Yantif. 
What are you going to do with them? You're going to shecht them. Only on Yantav. You can't shecht on Shabbos. How are you going to buy an animal on Yantav? You don't have cash. So you're going to do a deal. Like you tell the guy, listen, after Yantav, wink, wink, and I'll give you some money. Everything's okay. Great. Why, why do you tell them they're allowed to carry? They're allowed to buy this and schlep the animal to, all the way home and shecht it? You're probably thinking, you're probably thinking that this is a, a non-Jewish object, and therefore it doesn't have any shvisa, and whoever grabs it, like the Jew, it could go to the Jewish home, because it becomes a Jewish object now. Now we have another added to the list. We have Rabbi Yochanan Rav, the Rabbi Shmuel Rabbi Yochanan, I would say this is almost like a Kavachimer. If you ask me, I would, I would know this halacha probably, based on what, what we just said before. The Rav was probably greater than Shmuel. Just Rav gave a lot of cover to Shmuel, even though Shmuel was younger and not as, not as uh, it seems like from the Gemara, that Rav was greater. So if the halacha is like Rabbi Yochanan, when, when there's an argument between Rav and Rabbi Yochanan, so certainly Rabbi Yochanan and Shmuel. What? I know, we're one minute. We're almost done. Oh, by the way, Rabbi Sai, uh, tomorrow morning here in Chicago, I'm giving a shir at 11.15. I know it means nothing to you guys in our show, it's already Shabbos. However, that shir will be broadcasted on Motsi Shabbos in Eretz Yisrael. will be on YouTube and we'll broadcast it in the base measure, where wants to come to the base measure, and MDY. So tomorrow here at 11.15, as long as Yosef shows up, I'm good. And you too, yo. I don't know if you have school. So sorry. So they are Koinashvisa, therefore, you can't just carry it. You can't just bring it. It's a problem. How could a Jew bring it home? The animal should be stuck right there in this Dalad Amis because the guy brought it from somewhere else. Once the guy busts this object's trum, now the object is stuck. You can't move the object more than four Amis. So you're right, Rav retracted, and he said, you know what, this is the Pshat. They could sell it to people in Mavrachta. We had the halacha of remember this halacha? If a guy picks up a Jew and puts him into a barn, an enclosure called a deer or a sar, then that entire enclosure is considered four Amas, and Mimela, the Jew can walk around in the entire thing, if it's, even if it's 5,000 feet. So too, the entire Mavrachta, which is enclosed with the a, with a, with a wall, is considered one for Amas, and, there, and, you could, and you could carry, you could take the animal from place to place in that walled city. Rabbi Isai, have a wonderful Shabbos if you're in Eretz Yisrael, have a wonderful evening here in Chicago, have a wonderful day in Eretz Yisrael, and I will see you all. Uh, uh, Noam, if you want, you can say Tehillim. What about you, Ben Schwartz, in Farakway? I can't hear. Here, unmute. But somebody should say Tehillim, I think. I think you all should say Tehillim. What? Yo, you want to say Tehillim? No, he doesn't want to say Tehillim. No, it's on vacation. Okay. Yeah, but say it over here next to the microphone.
Okay, I'm going to go to the 